The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it's going down. I'm pumped on this radio show. Got Mr. Sean McKeon in studio, Wade O'Neill. Man, when's the last, well, when's the last time you were on, Wade? I was on a few shows ago. A few shows ago with you and Sean. It's not too long ago. Not too long ago. Yeah. And then we re-aired the Suicide uh, oh, Month cool. show with you and Christina, cool. which we're going to be having her back on uh, again another time soon. But, um, yeah, I, actually, you know what? Since we're talking about Christina right now, um, I just got off a phone call with her yesterday, and she actually pitched this uh, new concept because, you know, she, she works with a lot of yeah. women, young girls, and she's, she's speaking to all the different... Uh, churches doing young um, women's like conferences and start off, off with just like an opportunity at mm-hmm. that, that church called God Speak up in um, Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. and they wanted her to do a young adults night and, and or a young women's night and then that birth to like oh you should do it like every week and then now it's kind of people are like inviting her to go out and do uh, these one night conferences at their churches um, across the nation so she's like hey why don't we uh, just bring it in the house with the whosoever's and you know um, make it a whosoever's thing. So I, I gave her the, the green light yesterday because I see God's anointing on her mm-hmm. and, and she's like an evangelist, she's a discipler, and she has that voice yeah. with, with young women. I don't have that voice mm-hmm. with the young girls, so why not yeah. have her do it? That's dope. Um, so I'm excited to see what God's going to do with that. So for you listeners that are, that are um, tuning in and you want to do a, a young women's um, conference, event, a night, um, it doesn't have to be a whole weekend thing. It could be a Friday night thing. It could be a Wednesday night thing. It could be a Saturday night thing, Sunday night, whatever. Contact at whosoevers.com and uh, we'll get Christina out there. It will be uh, it will be epic. She is doing it. I believe in her. I believe what God's doing in and through her. And you guys should definitely invite her out. She's she's awesome. And if you want to hear more about her, uh, she's on been on a bunch of radio shows. So just go to our YouTube channel. Ryan Reese, just, that's it. Ryan Reese, click on it, subscribe, and uh, look her up. But today, we had a we had a comment come in from um, online, and it was it was someone asking about uh, the main essentials uh, to have to believe and be a Christian. So we have uh, five things listed: predestination, mm-hmm. once saved, always saved, uh, the rapture views, water baptism saves. Be, you have to be water baptized to be saved. That's the question. And yeah. the Holy Spirit um, baptism views as well. Mm-hmm. So these are good. I want I want to definitely get into it. So um, let's talk about predestination. Predestination is basically people believe that you're you're predestined. You're either gonna you're either before the end, before the beginning of time you're going to hell. Or you're going to heaven, and there's nothing you can do, really do about it, right? It's yeah. like the chosen, right? You're you're chosen to go one way or the other, and you can't do anything about it. Hmm. Is that what they believe? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the the term predestination is one that's thrown around. It's obviously we see it in the Bible. You go to the book of Ephesians, chapter one. It's it speaks about. Uh, how uh, it speaks of predestination that we have been chosen from the foundation of the earth. Um, but what happens with any of these kind of thoughts, because what we're talking about right now, whether you're talking about predestination, you talked about once saved, always saved, these things are all linked to what has been known as Calvinism, 
linked in with Arminism, which is, you know, not, and this is not to confuse people at all. Like probably in the 14, 1500s is where this debate, more 1500s, is where these kind of debates went back and forth. And you had um, John Calvin, uh, who was a, a pastor leader that did a lot of work. Um, after he, he left, there was more of the people around him that kind of kind of put these um, kind of statement of faith beliefs of what it is, and it was kind of later pinned as Calvinism. Got it. Um, also, the, on the other flip side, you have what is known as Ar- I forget how to say the other guy's name, Armenianism, the, the main guy's name, but one of the, the famous pastor preachers that was kind of linked to that was, I believe, John Wesley. Mm-hmm. And um, again, man on fire for God, and a lot in a lot of things. When you look at these thought processes, this is what you got. You have finite men. And when I say finite, that's just us. Yeah. We're, we're, we're human beings. We're in flesh and blood. Um, we are limited on our knowledge of things. Mm-hmm. And then it's us trying to make sense of everything that God does and wanting to put an answer to you. Right. Though we know that the Bible says that God's ways are high above our ways. So there has to be a balance. So you bring up the word predestination. There has to be a balance. Obviously, God knows um, yesterday, today, and forever, Christ has never changed, that he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows what's going to happen in the end, but he does not affect our decision that we are going to make, whether we believe in Christ or we deny Christ. That opportunity is given to all. And uh, I'll let Wade jump in here a little bit, but we can go a little bit more in detail because I think there's like simple breakdowns where you can understand in a very practical way what's the difference between the Calvinism, Arminianism, and then for us, like we're Cary Chapel pastors, and where do we fall in line between the two? Are we on one side? Are we on the other side? Or are we kind of like in the middle? Yeah, let's talk about that because I was actually uh, recently out in the East Coast, and I was um, teaching... I don't know, somewhere like in the Philly area. And when I got done speaking, I was at a Calvary Chapel, and I was talking about saying, you know, um, I, was, I was just teaching on actually the John the Baptist message about good fruit and bad fruit, right? You know, if a bad tree can't, a bad tree can't produce good fruit, and a good tree can't produce bad fruit. So any tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's useless. And, I, and <laughs> when I said that, I said, you know, so there goes the once saved, always saved. And mm-hmm. then there were some that came up to me and kind of challenged me on that. And it was in a, <clears throat> a very cool way. When it was the challenge wasn't like you know, he wasn't being a jerk or anything, but he was going on to, to he was kind of debating me. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm in Calvary Chapel. Wait a minute, like, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm all, I'm all in Calvary Chapel. This is you know this is our theology. This is what we believe. And he's like, oh well, I got you a Calvinist. He goes, yeah. So that's that was the whole the whole thing is yeah. he believed um, once saved always saved and and that whole thing. So it's crazy that when like even I'm sure that guy approaching you is genuine whatever he was. But it it almost seems as if when you got someone who is like hyper Calvinistic within the body and wanting to argue and debate or even bring it up, it's like man. Well, there's so much, so many people that are dying and going to hell right now. Yeah. Let's not stay in amongst ourselves and debate yeah. these things, you know. And it, that's what I've noticed. It always turns into uh, one of the things that that take, a, a debate. It, it always turns into a debate amongst and, believers. And just for the record, I told them literally right after I said, I go, hey, because once he goes, I go, are you a Calvinist? And he goes, yes. I go, oh, I go, well, 
we believe two different things. Mm -hmm. I said, like, I'm just going to end the conversation. Like, there's no even reason. I'm not going to try to convince you. Yeah. So that's cool. You got that. And and, and I said, and then we just started talking about something else. Good. Yeah. See, I I remember having a conversation with a guy with with Sean at one time. I think Sean responded like, look, better people than us have been debating this for thousands of years. We're not going to come to the bottom of this right now. But I believe, too, in the, the doctrine of abiding. You know, mm-hmm. abiding in Christ. If you have genuinely, like you were talking about John the Baptist, if you genuinely believe and have 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 had an encounter with the Lord, you're mm-hmm. going to abide in this relationship with Him, and you're going to bear fruit in your life. Yeah, perfect. No, we're not perfect. Um, I, you know, one, one of the things that that is interesting to me in when all the epistles are written to the church in First Corinthians five. Mm-hmm. He talks about no unrighteousness entering the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. no drunkard, nor thief, no homosexual, so on and so forth, will in- inherit the kingdom of God. And so I think a lot of times working with young people who begin to adopt this Calvinistic uh, mindset, it, it allows them, it's kind of dangerous because it allows them to get as close to the line and sin as possible and mm-hmm. say, I'm still okay. Yep. And I, that's where I've seen the yeah. danger of it in a lot of ways. Obviously, they 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 believe in in a lot of like you can bre- break Calvinism down to um, total depravity, meaning like man is totally depraved apart from a work of God's spirit in their life, which we believe. Um, unconditional election, um, which means that you're elected based on no choice of your own limited atonement that jesus only died for a limited amount of people the right. chosen yeah. um, irresistible grace you cannot resist the grace of god which we obviously don't believe you can choose um, and then the perseverance of the saints that the lord will continue to persevere or uh, help the saints persevere through this through through their time here on earth um but it's just interesting that uh, people love to sit around and debate these topics, which, I, which I've seen it turn into almost like this intellectual snobbery amongst believers, mm. and, it, and it results in a lack of humility and brokenness and saying, like, we are desperate for the work of God in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's why I tend to, like, stri- it, it's a good question. It's a question that's always brought up. But for me, I love how, how uh, Chuck always answered this. When you bring up the word predestination, he refers to Romans 8, verse 28 and 29. It goes on to say that who he foreknew, he also predestined. And you say they always stop short because mm-hmm. it says that he predestined us to be conformed into the image of his son. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the purpose, that right. he's predestined us in this work of sanctification to be conformed into the image of his son. And he says, well, did God choose some and not choose others? And Chuck always would respond, well, choose, choose him and find out that you were chosen. Yeah. You know, the choice is yours. I, I've heard that. He's like, if you want to know if you're chosen, accept him. Yeah. He goes, if you don't accept him, then you're not chosen. chosen. <laughs> as simple That's, as that. I love, I love that. That is, that is literally the, uh, that is the best, um, how, how simple it is. And then, and then, you know, going back to John three sixteen, you know, um, whosoever believeth in him will not perish. So it, yeah, that's, it goes back to John, that Romans goes back to John three sixteen. Whosoever believeth, either you believe or you don't believe. And that's how you know you're chosen. Yeah, you know, when awesome. what Wade just said was known as like the, the tulip, where you kind of got the breakdown of uh, the beliefs of Calvinism, right? And when you look at history, you know, it's funny, like things don't change. It's just like being our culture today. If you had your belief systems, you would post a YouTube thing and this is blah, 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 blah. And someone would give a rebuttal. That's basically what happened when it comes to Calvinism and Arminianism. Um, they 
One, the Arminianism, as they kind of challenge some of the, the teachings of that time of Calvin. And then, okay, we're going to put our, our five bullet points of what it really means uh, for salvation. And then the response to that is that the Calvinism, that we're going to put our response to what they said. And that is what we just brought up, uh, the tulip. You know, both sides really had, this is the thing. Like when you look at what wages broke down, there's obviously biblical truth to it as well, right? Yeah, like sure. the, the and they use scripture like total depravity, all fall short of the glory of God. We know that, um, but when it comes to some of the things, it's taking these extremes too far. Mm. You know, when you take the extremes too far, that's where people start asking the question: Well, does that mean that God created people? just to send them straight to hell. Like, that's where your mind yeah, would go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, But that what, what that starts to do is it starts to distort what your, your view on God, view is. On God yeah, is. Yeah, big time. And yeah, imagine thinking that. So totally. there's actually people that God created to go straight to hell. Yes. That's and then sketchy. And then for the Arminianism, maybe it goes too far of, like, putting it too much on man. Mm. You know, where it's like you almost – because you don't work for your salvation – they're very strong in the free will of men. Like, that's one of the big, big things. And when total depravity for the Calvinism is like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way that you could accept the Lord unless God does a supernatural work and changes. Well, there's a balance of that, right? A, a regenerated man. When I say regenerated, somebody that's born again in the Holy Spirit. God, God starts, and we're going to talk about that, the work of the Holy Spirit. But, like, when God starts working in your life, even though you were depraved, like, your lifestyle, my lifestyle, your lifestyle— but you have that wooing is what they say of the Holy Spirit, like drawing you to himself. And then it's at that moment where you have the ability. God gives you the ability to confess him as Lord and Savior. And when you do that, you're born again in the Holy Spirit. The other things that can happen when you go too extreme on one aspect is like Calvinism to the extreme. You would question, why do evangelism? Totally. Yeah. Why do evangelism? Yeah, exactly. Because some are going to be saved and some not. And you, you can kind of get in this mode. And like Wade said, a lot of times yeah. in, in Calvinism, you have a lot of high-minded people um, that are um, very studious and stuff, but you can kind of miss the boat. When you think you know everything, um, the Bible says that God's ways are, are high above our ways. Mm-hmm. And so if you, what I would do is like, I would just challenge you. Like, look at like those, ten, those, those bullet points of both, of Arminianism, Calvinism and kind of see like where their thoughts and beliefs are. And Chuck Smith back in the day had put a pamphlet together that's simple. It's like eight pages. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives a breakdown. Where does Calvary Chapel believe in? And it's really truly right down the middle of both. We we believe that all have fallen short of the glory of God, but we do believe that by the working of the Holy Spirit, a man can come to faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We believe that Christ died for the whole world and that everybody has an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. We also believe that you can resist the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, we believe that um, the per- perseverance of the saints, all this, yeah, God, he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to complete it. Yeah. But what Wade said, and this is a balance, you, you brought up thrown into the fire, the branches, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's not abiding in Christ, being connected and having a relationship with the Lord. And because it's talking about bad fruit. Yes. So fruit is, you know, the stuff that's coming out of your life. It's the effects mm-hmm. of, it's your actions. Yes. So and how can you be Christ-like or be abiding in Christ if you're 
out living like a freaking pirate. I think the yeah, exactly. And I think the wrong terminology is like you know you can lose your (laughs) you can lose your salvation. I think that's the wrong terminology to throw around. I I, but what it comes down to is you can walk away. Mm. You can forfeit the blessings of God. You can choose to go after the things of the world and forsake your relationship with God. And if that wasn't the case, look at the Bible as a whole. Look at all the New Testament. How many books that Paul is writing and exhorting the church of living into holiness, that you were once this way, but you are not supposed to live this way any longer. Let me be very clear. 1 Corinthians 6, Galatians 5, Ephesians 5, that if you continue living lifestyles of adultery, murder, fornication, drunk or sorcery, which is drug addicts, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And those are just a few instances. And then you go over and over. You bring up um, John chapter 15 with Jesus and the, the abiding in Christ. He talks about that the only way you have life, a branch, the only way a branch has life, if they're connected to the source, yeah. the vine. Once that branch is disconnected with the vine, it falls into the ground. It has no life in itself. It's yeah. dead. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so these teachings wouldn't be there if it wasn't for a reason. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave an exhortation when it talked about his coming again. And he says, the the unwise servant is that one's like, oh, my master's delaying his coming. And then he goes back into the world and he starts living this lifestyle of, you know, lying, cheating, you know, sexual immorality. Oh, he's delaying my coming. And he's like, that foolish servant doesn't realize the Lord can come at that moment and you will have your part with the unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Why would Jesus say these things if that wasn't the case? Obviously, it's an exhortation unto holiness. It does not mean that we are saved by works at all, at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are not. Um, uh, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And but we are called to abide in the Lord. And I what we got to understand, too, is like the grace of God is far beyond our understanding, truly. Like it's not. And I think people get this wrong perception, too, where it's like, oh, man, if I mess up and I do this or I lose myself salvation, that's not biblical. That's not even what we're not even close to what we're saying. It's it is you're going to slip. You're going to fall. You're going to make mistakes. You might even. There are people that find themselves that are backslidden and done stupid things for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're too far away from God. They can repent. They can get their lives right before before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And again, when you go on to the extremes, um, you have to come up with these faulty conclusions. And and that's what happens with people when they go too, lo- too far. It's like, oh, you can't walk away from your salvation. You can't lose your salvation. But then it's like, okay, how about the guy that walked with God mm-hmm. You know, been part of ministry, a pastor leader, mm-hmm. you know, done ministry, teaching, preaching. You see the work of the Holy Spirit working through their lives, and later in their life, they completely backslide. They, they leave their wives, they commit adultery, they're doing drugs, they're doing alcohol, they want nothing to do mm-hmm. with the things of the Lord, right? Yep. So you have to come to the conclusion where it's like, did he forfeit his salvation? Did he walk away from God? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even believe in God yeah. no more. Or for like a Calvinism to the extreme, would be like, well, he was never saved. God. And then you're like, but, but you've seen the fruit, you've seen the people get saved, you've seen the anointing, right. that all that stuff, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to ask you when you were right before you got in the last part. I was going to ask you, how do you know when someone has walked away? And it's literally, I guess it just goes back to their actions. Is like, yeah, there's people that will trip up, they'll mess up, they'll like you said. But when we say backslide, it's like 
when you just kind of like you get you basically get on a detour route. Yes. You just kind of get derailed. You're on the right. If you can think about driving, you're on the road, right? You're on a freeway. You're getting to the, you're you're on your way to you're on your way to wherever you're going, right? You're, you're walking with God. You're on the highway. Sometimes you get off the exit, you get on a detour route, and you get lost for a little bit, but then you end up back on the right track. There's that grace and that mercy during that time. But say if you get off the freeway and you never come back and you just literally go in a whole different direction and you start looking at your life, you're living with a woman, mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. pornography, you're not, God is not on your mind. You know, like when you're not walking with God, like when, before you're a Christian, mm-hmm. there's a time when you're not thinking about God. The only time you think about God is if, if you turn on the wrong radio station yeah. and something comes on <laughs> or someone actually talks to you about God, but Besides that, your mind is absence without God. Like you're not thinking about God, nothing like that. So that's clearly when you'll know that you have walked away with God. When he's not on your radar, you're not thinking about reading the Bible. You're not thinking about church. You're not praying. He's just not existent in your mind. And that's how you know that you are not walking with God. It's very simple. Yes. And that's the dangerous place. And the Bible says the only... only, um, uh, the only sin that will never be forgiven is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that is the rejection of of the Holy Spirit's job is to draw man to himself, to Jesus, right? So it's the continual rejection of saying, no, Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. in my life. It's very, it's that simple. Okay, so do you have anything else you want to say about that, or do you want to go to the next one? I was, I, I was going to mention it because <laughs> I, I saw the topic <clears throat> coming up on uh, this list of, like, a lot of people that are, a lot of these, like, um, reformed people and their reformed theology and calvinists they they also don't believe i don't want to throw a blanket statement out of there but a lot of them don't believe that the gifts of the spirit are for today either so i'm like i don't understand i don't i don't really see that at all in the new testament i don't know and and it's crazy because a lot of them are very intellectual people but if you do if you believe um in like once saved always saved and then you also don't believe in the gifts of the spirit working for today i'm like wh- like what is the point of your calling of your christianity yeah. you know what i mean it's just like that's that's not the life it would I've be seen. boring right exactly <laughs> so you stay amongst each other and debate in these things instead of go and reaching the world for christ it's just crazy to me uh yeah yeah a lot of these i've met, I've met a few of these guys and they just sit around and, and sip on whiskey and smoke cigars and, and debate this stuff i've i've seen it i've been in these circles let, let me um i want there's really no power of 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 Christianity yeah. or, or the excitement about Christianity is we've talked about this before. It's like you read the Bible, you learn, but then you do because mm-hmm. Jesus has commanded us. He says, go many times, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be on it, but if you want to be my disciple, you got to turn from your selfish ways, pick up your cross and follow me. Okay. We're going to follow him to the cross and we're going to crucify our body appetites. But also what else did he do? If we're going to follow him the way he did, he was, Christ, so we got to be Christ-like, and what did he do here on planet Earth? That's also following him. He got the disciples, he showed them what to do, and these are the things that we need to follow him in every aspect. we got to read it, and we got to live it out, and he also says, don't go, don't leave and start the Great Commission to receive the Holy Spirit. When they received the Holy Spirit, they got empowered, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were manifesting and they live the Great Commission, and God used these disciples in a powerful way. And that's what's exciting is being used by God, sure. not just sitting around debating mm-hmm. yeah. with each other, amongst each other. That's lame. Yeah. Boring. Totally and great. there's so – like you were saying earlier, Wade, 
There's people dying and actually going to hell. What are you doing wasting your time debating all day long mm-hmm. with other believers? Yep. For sure. Yep. You know? So, okay. So that's that. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. five minutes left. Uh, we covered once saved, always saved. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's run into um, – I'm going to get to the rapture. You know, we'll hit the rapture for these last four minutes. Rapture views. Okay? So there is um, – there's people that believe in the rapture, mm-hmm. people that don't believe in the rapture. There's people that believe that they will go through the tribulation. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, we're not, you're not going to get raptured up. You're going to go through the, the tribulation. Is that, that's the three different views. Yeah, there's basically the pre-tribulation view, right. which we hold to, that before the Antichrist can make his appearance, before this rap- the, the last seven years of world history, mm-hmm. uh, or not world history, but this last seven years of tribulation, um, Begin that the church is raptured. The second is the mid-tribulation view, where people believe during that three and a half year mark of the tribulation, the church will be raptured out of the way. Then there's others who believe that the church is going to go through the entire tribulation mm-hmm. and be raptured and then return at the second mm-hmm. coming, like real quickly. So, I'll be honest yeah. with everything that's been going on in these times, <laughs> with the chip coming out, mandatory. Uh, vaccine ma- uh, passport, um, the CDC guidelines where they were, you know, trying to uh, make make uh, the track and trace and shut down different neighborhoods and having like a, a neighborhood leader. Have you read all that on the yeah. CDC yep. website? When all that stuff started happening, I was like, "Are we gonna Are we gonna go through? <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe the rapture's not gonna come, and no. we're gonna gotta we're gonna see this stuff and go through it." No, but I mean, I believe in the rapture, but I'm just saying, like, it, things were happening so fast, so quickly, yes. and the market and everything, we're like, we might just see this, yeah. you A lot know? of people did question their views during that time. Yeah, no, know, it's, a, sure. it's a real thing. Like, I was like, yeah. I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and I'm like, I believe in the rapture, and I hope to God for the rapture. Like, that's what I'm standing on. And even with the biblical, obviously, because of the biblical stance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'd be uh, with, with, uh, picked up in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, twinkling in, 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 in Twinkling in a Twinkling in a in Thessalonians, I yeah, think it was. Thessalonians. So... With all the biblical base, I had to go back and read through it all again because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know, faith comes from hearing and yeah. hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and read why do I believe in mm-hmm. these views? Because things were happening so fastly mm-hmm. again during the coronavirus and everything quickly. I'm like, hold on. Let me read this again to reassure myself on this whole rapture thing, you know, because we can't be stupid Christians and no. just be like, I believe in that because my church believes in that. Or I believe in that because, you know, so-and-so believes in that or the celebrity or whatever, like Read the Bible, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and know what you believe and why you believe it. Because with the times that are happening, you better be believing what, you know, you better know what you believe because mm-hmm. yes. you're going to get shaken, right? Yes. And it goes back to that verse and, and when Jesus says, you know, um, all those who build their house on the sand when the storms come, they're going to get washed away. But whoever builds their house on the rock and obeys my word will stand during the storms. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is why we have to know the word of God because storms are coming and you don't want to get washed away if you don't know what, why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's where a lot of people are, like you both have said, of like, man, everything's just happening so fast. Yeah. Uh, but we got to also think, like, in times past, these are different seasons that people have gone through. When Adolf Hitler was uh, upon yeah. this earth, I mean, a lot of people thought he was the Antichrist. And there's yeah. a lot of things that you could see there. When, um, yeah. when yeah. the ATM card started to be created, so something that's common to yeah. us, and when you have that identification there, a lot of people looked at credit cards and those things as be as be uh, beginning the mark of the beast, and now things are obviously fast tracked. And now we're seeing things like 
coming to pass. You're seeing definitely, I think that's one thing that we've all seen over the last two years is like how easy it is to control the populace of people. Um, You definitely see it all lined up. We know that the Bible says that the Antichrist is going to uh, put a mark on there where you cannot buy or sell and you're like, dang, that really seems like what's taking place in Los Angeles yeah. County right now. So <laughs> it just causes you to question uh, everything. But again, you got to go back to the biblical stance. And there are things that I think we think you know everything. You have to really wait upon the Lord and see what he truly hands. I think absolutely. that's what it comes down to. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we have a minute and a half left. Um, I want to plug a few things. First of all, the well, hey, I did get a text message I sent to you guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Church of Satan is active in the schools doing after-school yep. events. Did you see that text I yep. sent you? That That's actually the, the waiver for the parents to sign. I showed my mom today, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And my dad, it's pretty crazy. But the whosoever's, uh, we are trying to get back into schools. So mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of red states that are actually open. The majority of America is actually open schools to go in. And uh, do assembly, so please contact us at thewhosoevers.com. Um, go to the YouTube channel, Ryan Reese, um, on YouTube. Click it, follow it, get all the past shows. Um, so I will be here teaching again once a month, so that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. But the other stuff, book us for uh, touring. We want to continue to hit skate parks, churches, any kind of outreach. We've been hitting bars lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted that picture of a bar recently. Mm-hmm. And that was like at a mainstream bar, and people got saved, uh, prayed for them to get filled with the Spirit, they repented, and we got them Bibles, and it was epic. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. All right, we're back, and it's going down. That first half was epic, guys. <laughs> Talking about predestination, once saved, always saved, and the rapture. So, did we fin up up on the rapture? We kind of, we, we, we just kind of cracked it open. We were talking yeah. about it. so, so we were talking about the, the three different the three different views, and, and I was just talking about before the break that you know with everything that was happening so fast, I had to go back and start mm. reading my Bible to know why I believe what I believe mm-hmm. because at first with everything that was happening so quickly I was like oh shoot you know like they're making everyone get these 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 jabs and you know track and trace and you know martial law and you know all these different things I mean it's getting crazy around the world as well but you know and then people are talking about new world order mm-hmm. that's a that's a totally. saying that's been going off with the with the government um with the Australian government and then I don't know if you've seen on, on social media recently but there was a clip going around where the Prime Minister of Canada was in this little, like, I don't know, little mini conference with, you know, um, just, you know, people from that would come in to ask questions, civilians. And this lady gets up and goes, Why'd you sell us out for the New World I Order? Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, things, it's all, are, things are out there. It's all conditioning, man. Yeah. Like, all of this is, it's just so crazy because uh, we were talking yesterday, like, if you don't have, you know, even as, like, an old variant of COVID goes away and then a new one comes and then it's like this hysteria again. You know, if you don't have a biblical worldview, I don't know how you're making it through this time. Seriously, if you don't have, um, you know, 
the truth of, of God's word in your mind and in your heart because you're, you're fed so much, so many opinions of other people. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you're making it, especially if you're not viewing what's going on in this world through a biblical worldview, you're going to be in trouble. The Bible mm-hmm. says that um, one, one verse that has been on my mind constantly as we're, we're just looking at all of the different, like, evil motives of men in government is that the whole world, the Bible says, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. You know, like, you just see this this antichrist, this evil agenda, hmm. controlling agenda, and it's not just in our nation. The crazy thing is it's it's worldwide, worldwide. right? And yeah. so when, when the antichrist comes, he's going to set up the one world order. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. even the conditioning for the, you know, the accepting of a chip or whatever the mark is in the lives of these little kids. We're talking about what kids are going through in school. I drop my daughter off at um, ballet every Friday. And to even get into ballet, she has to stand in front of this. I didn't know what the heck it was, but it's like this little screen that, like, scans her face. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. But it's a temperature thing, yeah. right? But it's a thermometer. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's just the conditioning yep. of, like, getting these young kids ready to accept, oh, yeah, that's normal. You know, yes. scan my face, scan my hand. You know, it's not this. If we don't raise our children to question what's going on, and you're not going to do that apart from biblical truth, mm-hmm. then um, th- this generation, this world is just primed for the Antichrist. We uh, we talked about this in a previous show about how with at the airports when you go through before you just walk through. Now they have that where you go and you have to put your hands up, mm-hmm. open your legs, and scan. Mm-hmm. And remember when we were first doing that, we're like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Stand, don't move. Mm. You know, before it was just like you just walk through. Mm-hmm. Stand right there, open your legs, don't move, lift your hands up mm-hmm. like you're getting arrested. And now when I go through, I'm like, I just go in there and I'm already like, I'm already <laughs> yeah. conditioned. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, come on up through. Yeah, yeah. But that's, and now that's the whole happens. new thing is, yeah. oh, we're going to scan you. It's, yeah. the, it's the heat thing. Well, we know? used to see, like, uh, used to say, you know, you know, why would anyone, especially like someone who knows the word, didn't walk with the Lord, gets left behind, why would you accept the mark of the beast at that point, right? And one thing that we've seen common throughout, like, um, people who've called into the church is, you know, they, they kind of hold the line on this whole um, vaccination thing, and now I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it. And where it's, we're not here to debate if you should get it or not. That's not what I'm saying. But um, get it if you want. Don't get it if you don't. Yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. Freedom. So, but this, I, I'm thinking about three people and specifically who said, you know, if I don't get it, my family, I'll lose my job and they can't eat. So I'm going to get it mm-hmm. so I can feed my family. Mm-hmm. Same mindset mm-hmm. going into the, the tribulation. Mm-hmm. If I don't get this, I can't eat. If I don't get this, I, my family's not very gonna true. Why well, so, do you think about that? It's just yep. the same mindset that's like already being. Do we I believe we'll be able to buy or sell without the mark? If I don't get it, I'm, yeah. my family's my kids aren't eating, and that's a lot of. And unfortunately, that's dude, a that's gnarly. Yeah. Teachers are even good, like people who don't like. I have family members. Who it's don't conditioning. Want it, don't, didn't conditioning. want it. Don't believe in it. But they're like, dude, I'm not going to be able to feed my kids yeah, without this. So. And, and, and the, the power of fear. Totally. They understand. When you get people to fear, you paralyze them to think. And then they're like, I just want to get out of this. So what do I got to do? Give me, give me the condition so my life can go back to normal. You know, and so, uh, and because it's with that desire of um, having more of a convenient life. Oh, you want a more convenient life? Then you got to do this. You got to. 
you know, get the vaccine, get this, get that. And what happens is, or what's happening right now is they continue moving the carrot. They're like, okay, you got that, but now you need this. Hmm. Actually, that doesn't completely work for this strain. You know, so it goes over and over, and they just got you hooked. I mean, a couple years ago, I think probably many people didn't even know who their governor was, right? (laughs) But now they're doing press conferences all the time, and now you're being like, almost like kind of controlled by what is happening with your governor and local authorities. Everybody's watching what the president's saying at these different press conferences. And you're just like, it's this mentality that's there that is that's scary for a lot of people. And we do definitely see, any way you slice it, you are seeing the preparation and you guys are seeing the conditioning of what's going to be taking place in the future. And you could see how all things could just are possible to fall in line of millions and billions of people because they'll do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Man will enslave themselves, not even recognizing it. And that's the craziest thing. I told this story like, um, I'm not a big sci-fi guy, but I've always loved the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And there was one of the episodes I saw last year, it just stuck with me, man, it just stuck with me. And it's the, I don't know where it is in the line, but it's uh, is it a movie. Yeah, it's no, Star Wars, no, and it was the the Return of the Sith. I think it was. Basically, it just shows like where that galactic empire begins or whatever. And the one girl, as the, everybody's like applauding the the next ruler or whatever would take place, and all of them are kind of like coming together as one. All of these governments, basically. And she looks and she says a statement. She's like, "So this is how liberty dies by thunderous applause." Because everybody is just like in unison, like just going to follow this leader, this dictator through this. But how does it, how do they get all these people to agree? He's like with thunderous applause. They're just like in it. They're, they're blinded to the reality. And when we look at our world today, when Wade was bringing up, um, he, he, stuck, he said something a, a couple minutes ago, but it made me think that we've seen these different doctors and we've seen these different um, uh, podcasts and people talking through these things. And one terminology they, they keep using is like, there's like a spell across the people. Yeah. A spell. There's like a spell. People like are in a spell. And it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, the God of this age is blind to the eyes of the people so they shall not see. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that Satan works. He, he works in deception and confusion. And people go with the flow of this world and not questioning the why. And before you know it, you're enslaved. That happened to me this morning. I went in to go into Denny's and I walked in and I walked up to the bar there to sit down, which I was like touching the bar. Like, I'm like right here at yeah. the bar. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down. And he goes, oh, you have to put your mask on. I'm like, I'm like already here. Like, I just need to put my butt right there. Like, you know, a foot. I just got to move and sit down. And he's like, no, you need a mask. And I'm like, I'm going to sit in my pocket. Like, I have a mask. Uh-huh. And he's like, no. So I'm wait. I'm sitting there like going, like, Kind of like, what is going on? So I had to put my backpack down. I'm on a call. I had to put my phone down. And I had to go dig. I get my mask. I put it on. And then he goes, okay, sit down. I'm like, and then I took it off. And then it's off the whole time I'm eating. And then I get up. I go to the restroom with it off. And then I go to pay for my food. My, it's off. And I walk out with it off. Like, I'm like, dude, the stupidity. It's crazy. The spell. I'm like, did that just happen? I can understand if I was at the front of the restaurant already, yeah. and I just walk in. I'm in the restaurant. Yeah, I'm at because you walk, you walk up to the bar to sit down. Yeah, you know, if Denny's mm-hmm. has that bar. 
I'm like, wow. I, and I go, program, bro. You're programmed. Yeah. I had that moment going into a coffee shop the other day, too, where it's like, you. I walked. I'm like, I'm not going to go in if they're going to make you wear a mask. I'm just not. And I walk in, and people are just sitting all around, no mask. I'm like, cool. I go up to the, the register. She's like, sir, you got to put on the mask or whatever. As she's behind <laughs> plexiglass. I'm like, what are you talking about? I go, nobody in this place has a mask on. Oh, just when you order. I'm like. No, she, and I'm like, I don't have a man. She, and she handed me one, and I seriously, I didn't want to be totally mean, but I just I just held it up like that. I didn't even put it on. Just held it up. I'm like, there's my money, and I'm like, put it down, and walked away. It was like the craziest thing ever. Is it insane? <laughs> it's it's little, People have lost their minds. Yeah, well, there's like this, it, one of the uh, Olivet Discourse, you know, Jesus said that the first sign will be this rampant deception. In Second Thessalonians, when it talks about this this coming of the Antichrist, it says in Second Thessalonians two ten through twelve, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion mm-hmm. that they should believe the lie, that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. There it is, blinded, blinded. It's it's really. Um, it's really crazy. You never thought you'd be living in these times where you literally look at smart people and they're like, they're stupid. Well, even like they're religious just, they're, leaders, they're, like pastors, yeah. like what do you, yeah. someone who's been in the word their majority of their life and given over to this narrative of this world is so crazy to me. And, and what's crazy, even with, you know, Dr. Fauci and all the stuff that, that's going on, they're saying that the mask doesn't even do anything. Mm-hmm. And then even when you read on the back of a, a medical mask, um, the cartons that it comes in. Yeah. It says, you know, that it, it, it <clears throat> I, I don't, I want to misquote it, but literally it says it won't do what everyone's saying it does. Right. So it's like, why? Anyway, it's just, but again, it's all programming and, and people are just falling for it, but this is part of the game plan, you know? Yep. All right. Water baptism. Does water baptism save? I've heard, I don't believe it. But I've heard it saves, and I'm going to be on that side for, and I want you guys to prove it to me. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to represent those people that say yeah. water baptism saves. When you look at um, John the Baptist, he's he's, inter- he's introducing Jesus Christ, and he's baptizes Jesus. Jesus gets baptized. He starts his public ministry, and then um, from there going on. Paul starts baptizing people. These guys all start baptizing people. It's a thing of the New Testament. So why do we believe that uh, water baptism doesn't save? Because I believe that the Bible says that um, like we're not saved by works, but through faith. I think a great example, biblical example, is the thief on the cross. You know, obviously he didn't get off the he cross. He didn't get baptized. He didn't get baptized. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we've all done multiple hospital visits where you're at the bedside of a dying person who doesn't know the Lord and you lead them to Christ. Do you get them out of the bed and baptize them like a second before they get, before they go enter into eternity so they can be saved? I just believe that it's inconsistent with the character of God to send mm-hmm. someone to hell because they didn't have time to get baptized. Absolutely. So the other thing, too, is when you're talking about the thief of the cross, I love that, the fact that... Um, you know, here's this thief. He's on the cross, and he went to heaven, and all he had to do is believe in Jesus. Yeah. He said, mm-hmm. "Today you will be with me in paradise." He just believed. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it. Sure. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do anything else. He just goes. He believed that he was the Son of God, mm-hmm. and boom, he went to heaven. Love it. 
Yeah, I think that people have to realize, too, like baptism. Oh. Yeah, we believe that baptism does not save you, but we do believe that, that baptism is something that we're called to do, commanded, right? Yeah. We, we see it through Jesus uh, commanded it. Um, we see Jesus did it. We see it in the Gospels. We see it in the Book of Acts, and we see it mentioned in the epistles. Now, Paul, in his reference, and that's what I brought up, check out what Paul says. And if you look at Paul, was anybody used as powerful as Paul in the New Testament? I mean, out of the 27 books in the New Testament, he wrote 14 of them if you count the book of Hebrews, which many people do. Uh, But other than that, we know of his missionary journeys. We know of the hundreds and thousands of people that came to the Lord through the ministry that God called him to. But in his own words, when he saw that there was a division in the church in Corinth, he says this, verse 16 of chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, he says, Yes, I also yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptize any other, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should have no effect. Yeah. He has this balance of um, baptism and salvation and for us to get a full understanding of baptism, uh, Paul in the book of Romans chapter 6 says, he gives this breakdown of what baptism is. It's re- literally a picture, uh, and it's a symbol of something that God's done in your heart. The water represents the grave, and when you go under the water, it speaks of dying to the old life. When you come out, you're to walk in the newness of life. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel had another symbol or sign, and that was circumcision. Uh, the cutting away of the flesh. What that um, symbolized is that they were going to be different than the other nations around them, that they wouldn't be a people after the flesh, but after the Spirit of God. But being circumcised yourself doesn't make you godly or spiritual. Mm. And just the same in the New Testament, being baptized without being born again in the Holy Spirit or relationship with God doesn't save you. That's why when many people come from the Catholic faith, which I... kind of got brought up a little bit because of my my dad's side of the family, Catholic faith, you are baptized as an infant, as a baby. Uh, But it's not biblical. You don't see it there. Because baptism and all through the New Testament comes after Mm -hmm. acknowledgement of of who Christ is. Mm -hmm. Like the Ethiopian that that Philip ministers to, he teaches them the gospel, takes them through the book of Isaiah all the way through who Christ is. Then he says, well, can I be baptized? Well, there's water here, and they baptize them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a continual thing. But salvation precedes that of baptism. If you get baptized without having a relationship with God, that doesn't save you. And like Wade said, the thief on the cross is a great example. Practically in our day and age now, there have been many people that we have come and ministered to you on their last breath, going into eternity on a hospital bed, mm-hmm. or somebody that gets in a car accident and a cop or a firefighter that's a Christian leads them to the Lord right there. I believe if that person accepts Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, even though he didn't get baptized, he would be in God's presence. It goes back to John three sixteen. Whosoever believeth in him by belief, you're saved. Um, Crystal showed me a we were going through we were going through like kind of her old, I don't know, like a box of old stuff when we were moving and she goes, Look, she pulls out her certificate and it was like when she was like a I don't know, six months from the Catholic oh, yeah. Church, she's all Look, I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so she got water baptism and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Oh, there you go. Look, I got baptized by the Holy Spirit when I was like six months. <laughs> we started <laughs> we started laughing. I'm like, oh, so you did get baptized. Okay, that's good. And that leads us into our next question. 
the Holy Spirit baptism views. So there's the there's the different wording for it. There's um, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit um, will come upon you. Uh, the upon experience. Um, are those the three? Yeah. Is there any more? I think there's, there's a, it's like the in with and upon yeah. is what we break down in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But but but, but, but other but filled. other churches, other people mm-hmm. believe like they'll say because I've I've had you know. When I've talked about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, we're like, well, we 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 don't call it baptized; we call it filled. The, the, the filled, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the filled or the upon or yeah. Uh, yeah, the filling, the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's the yeah. same thing. So, is there a difference between any of them or uh, just? For well, the I mean, I think you take, you take like this this Acts one eight. You know, you shall receive power, and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people can get caught up in wording, but I do believe in like a, a definite experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think a way we kind of break it down is one baptism, many fillings. Um, Ephesians five, I believe it's in eight verse eighteen. Uh, Paul says, "Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." Mm-hmm. And the in it, in it, if you break that down in the original language, it's this it's this continual filling to be continually be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so. Yes, we've been baptized. Uh, I remember when I've been baptized, was baptized with the Holy Spirit. But I also, you know, daily, uh, hourly, ask the Lord, Lord, just fill me afresh with Your Spirit. You know, just continual dependence um, upon the Spirit. So I do believe that there is a, a definite experience someone has with God where they are baptized with the Holy Spirit. You know, some people it's at the moment of salvation. Um. Some people, it's it's not, you know. So looking at the scripture, so yeah. Paul, let's just take Paul for an example, mm-hmm. um, or the the disciples, like they got baptized, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus breathed on them; they received the Holy Spirit. They were filled with they they they, they received the Holy Spirit yes. in them, so the person of the Holy Spirit inside of them. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus said, "Don't start your public ministry till you you receive um, the Holy Spirit come upon you." Yes, right. So they're sitting there. So the Holy Spirit's already in them. The person mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit's in them. Mm-hmm. Then they're sitting there, and the Holy Spirit falls upon them, mm-hmm. and they see visions of tongues, and then they start speaking in tongues. Yeah. And then immediately after that, so that event happens, mm-hmm. and then Peter goes outside, and it says that he stepped forward. Mm-hmm. He stepped out in faith to speak, and then the Holy Spirit came upon him again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it activated again because we believe in many feelings. So the Holy Spirit came upon him again. He spoke. A bunch of people got saved. So yes. So there is, there is a you receive it when you confess your sins, and then there's another thing that happens continually. Yeah, we've been given the Spirit. I think Ephesians one talks about like He's the guarantee of the purchase possession. Right. He sets mm-hmm. His He sets our seal, yeah. uh, His seal on us. Mm-hmm. So, but then the the baptism of the Holy Spirit is is the empowerment of the Spirit to, um, you know, empower you for acts of service, yeah. right? To give you victory and power over sin, so you don't have to live according to the to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You know, it's in Romans chapter eight. Here's a perfect way to to, to know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit or not. So, if you've given your life to Christ and you're reading the Bible and you're you know you're praying, you're doing worship, you're listening to worship music, you're in church, you're activated, and you're if, if that's like a routine, you're doing that. I guarantee you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, now, if you don't, yeah. now if you're a guy that gave your life to Christ, he goes, "I believe in Jesus, forgive me for my sins," but you're not going to church, you're not reading the Bible, you're not. 
you don't have the feeling of the Holy Spirit. You're an empty vessel. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but there's no like power. You're not mm-hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can tell because just look at your life. Well, you're probably, you know, your, mm-hmm. your sin life is probably pretty active, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you're filled, you're not going to be going yeah. out and, and participating in, in sin constantly. Yeah. So that's an easy way to, you know, self-examine mm-hmm. yourself. Are you filled or you're not? Yeah. So it's very easy. Repent, get filled, read the Bible, and ask for that continuing feeling. Because as you continue to read and pray and you're walking in that spirit of life, the Holy Spirit will it, it bound to happen. It's just going to keep coming upon you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to want to go witness. Like you're going to see someone and want to go share with them or do something or do a good deed and give them some money or whatever it is for, you know, if there's some poor guy. That's not the normal Ryan Reese that would want to go just give someone money or right. or go pray with someone. It's the feeling of the Holy Spirit's in me, and it's, it's manifesting, and it's activating because yeah. I'm full, right? So the car, it's like when you have a gap, when your car's full of gas, you can go. But when it has no gas, you're not really, yeah. you know, going anywhere fast. Um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a feeling of uh, the Holy Spirit. We have two minutes and 40 seconds left. Any last words to encourage anyone? You want, let's, let's take time, each person. Right. Good way. No, I just encourage you to keep yourself in the love of God. You know, stay close to the heart of God. There's a lot of confusing things going on in the world right now. But stay simple in your approach to your relationship with the Lord. Stay close to his heart. Uh, keep a broken and contrite spirit. Know you need him and trust in him to lead you, to provide for you, and guide for you. He's the same yesterday and forever. You know? Yep, never changes. Be a, a man or a woman of the Word of God. Really discern things in the world that we're living in today. You have to filter everything through the God's Word and be led by the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't go by other opinions. You know, as we talked about earlier, when we we're going like Calvinism, Arminianism. Like, look at the Bible. Look at the Scripture. Uh, because when you go with the Lord, you will always be at rest in peace. And one thing that just goes that you need to understand, I heard this said before, if your interpretation of the Bible, your interpretation of anything or doctrine, teaching or whatever, ever makes God seem wrong, evil, unfair, understand that your interpretation is wrong. Because God is good. His mercy endures through all generations. His character is none of those things that I mentioned. It just means that your your interpretation is wrong. And God is good always. Absolutely. And I would encourage you um, off of that, I would uh, go download the uh, <coughs> Word for Today app. It's on your, uh, it's on your smartphone. It's Word for Today. It's Chuck Smith's yes. app. It has all the different studies. Um, you know, they have the in-depth studies. They have the series. If you want to learn about the Holy Spirit, they have the Holy Spirit series. Um, uh, they, they, have, they have everything. It's the whole Bible. It's through the whole Bible. They have the topicals. If you want to just get going studying, go through the topical studies. They're Sunday mornings. They're like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're like little nuggets. And once you get an appetite for that, go do throw the go through like the hour studies. I don't know. What's the hour studies? Like Wednesday nights or something like that? Yeah. Uh, but you go through the whole Bible and and also read the Bible. You know, If you're just getting going, read through the New Testament. Just just read through. I've told someone asked me the other day, where do I start reading? I go read through the New Testament ten times. Mm. That's what I did when I got saved. I just read through the New Testament because that's the Jesus story. And then once I knew the New Testament, then I went to the uh, Old Testament and I started going through. And again, I was coming off a lot of drugs. So I had to read it like ten times to get it through <laughs> my brain. But you know, maybe you got a clear mind, so maybe you only have to read it a couple times and, and take it in. But start there. We love you guys. We'll be back uh, next week. Talk to you then.
This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.